Ghost of Christmas Past. It is. How's everybody doing? Great. So amazing. I know Tony's been vaccinated. It seems like everybody I know is getting a shot this past week. I know. Anybody else? My mom guys? did. My mom got Your the mom shot. Alicia got sh- a shot. Yes. What about you, Adam? Anyone in your family? Did you? I think Adam should be allowed to get the shot because he's secretly an eighty-year-old man. <laughs> Yeah, you should walk in there and go get me my shot. Nobody, nobody in my immediate family know, but it is crazy how it. We're a year, we're a full year into this, and we're doing shots now, which is different kind of shots, but that's good. It's a good thing. (laughs) If it kept up much longer, I was going to start doing shots, but you know that's another story. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I feel like things are kind of turning around and pretty positive. People are trying to travel now, and there's some big things happening, which we're going to talk about at the end of the show. But first, I'm going to turn it over to Liza. What's your story tonight? Okay, so Disney is reopening All-Star Movie Resort on March 22nd, 2021, and this is my stomping ground. I mean, I do either stay at Pop or All-Stars usually, and movies is my favorite. So I'm pretty excited that it's reopening. I'm excited too. I, I like going there. It's cute. I like how they redid those rooms with the sort of pop century with, you know, like they did at pop where it's very sort of minimalist and simple. Although I don't think everyone likes that. Yeah. It's got the Murphy bed and yeah. there's a lot of storage in the bathrooms. I, I really do like the storage and um, I like the layout of the room. I, I don't mind that. I, I actually like it so much better than the other one because they used to have a privacy curtain for the bathroom i hated that do you remember that little curtain yes and i did not privacy there was no privacy with that curtain i mean it just wasn't happening and then the drapes or the curtains or whatever in the front they were just really really bad i I believe at one point it even had like border like a border paper like wallpaper with the border it did have the wallpaper border yeah i i didn't like the look i thought it was well, okay, I can see how people are like, oh, I just walked into an Ikea with the new ones. But I think when you're a family, like you've got a family of four and they're in that small space, you want sort of that minimalist look. You want lots of space. You're not really caring too much about the theming. However, I do know there are certain curmudgeons on the show who may feel differently. Tony. Oh, pardon me. Was that my cue? <laughs> yeah, that was, your, was that subtle? It was. Um, this curmudgeon enjoys the old style all-star movies resort I, um I'm, i specifically i specifically like the film strip border around the wall no you and do that, not i he do he has that in his bedroom i do well no see here's the difference i do not like all-star sports mainly because the border is just like a sports theme but at all-star movies it's a disney theme and i think when you go into these rooms they're value resorts and when you get in there I want it to look like just something threw up Disney all over the room. Uh, you know, I I like those Disney touches. I like the bedspreads. I like seeing the characters on the wall. I want the border around the room. You know, I just, I, I, I feel like I'm in Disney. Now you look at these new rooms and Chris, you're right. It's like you're walking through an Ikea showroom. 
They've got one picture of Mickey above the bed, and that's pretty much all the character touches. You know, and if you look at the outside of the value resorts at all star uh, movies, there's gigantic movie characters outside. You know, you, you feel like you're kind of stepping into the pages of some Disney story. But then when you go into the hotel room, it's very plain, you know, and I, I want that same feeling that I get from the resort from the outside inside my room. And thematically, it's it's incongruous. You know, you you just have the outside that's very Disney and very in your face. And, you know, here's a here's a giant, uh, you know, Dalmatian and a big Herbie the love bug or a real sized Herbie the love bug. And then you walk into the room and it's like, eh, OK, standard but hotel room. Tony, listen, the old all star movie beds had they didn't have Disney threw up all over it. It just had bad it was just bad. It was like stars. Pull up all over it was like yeah, stars. Yeah, it was kind of. And yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was not Disney, really. And the new rooms have more Disney characters on it because you get Minnie, Mickey, and Donald Duck on the wall. And then also on the pullout, you get the three little, oh gosh, what are their names? Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah, it was like the three ducklings. You remember the ducklings? <laughs> Well, where's April, May, and June? Why don't we get Minnie's nieces? Well, I Why mean, we just get them? who knows? I mean, it could cut, but they're, they're really cute. And, and I feel like it's such a cleaner space. The other one just had that old wood grain dresser with the particle wood. And then you had that old table in the corner. And you did have the two beds with that brown curtain by the bathroom. It was just straight up bad. <sighs> I just I like the old one. <laughs> call me call me a curmudgeon. You know I don't like change. Um, You'll get used it, to it. You know I do like the taller beds. Uh, I do like the I, the, cru- I love the, those. the cruise. I call them the cruise line style beds because oh. the cruise line was the first time we experienced the the taller beds that you can store luggage under. Those are nice. Okay. Um, you know not having the 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 carpeting underneath anymore. The, this whole new wood flooring with the tile bathroom you know a lot easier to clean you don't have to worry about stains um you know i I get it but you know i i miss that those that those those splashes of color you know they were those rooms were just loud and vibrant and Mm. and like i said now you walk into it and it's just like eh, it's a hotel suite there's a picture of mickey over the bed I you don't know. know. I think you need to relook at the what the room looked like because pea green and mustard yellow. Actually, it's like a faded, nasty baby throw up yellow. Maybe you almost need like a like a little bit of car of uh, art of animation style rooming theming in these rooms, but it would have to like encompass um, multiple Disney themes, which I don't know if they're gonna really do that or would want to do that. Um, I see your, I see everybody's point. I see your point, Tony. I see your point, Liza. I see Chris's point. I do like the Murphy bed. I like how you can re- get rid of the bed when you are like getting ready for the day and you don't need it there anymore. And you got a nice table. I'm mm-hmm. sure that really helps a family to get ready. You having a nice big table there. Yep. I've sat there and ate pizza with the kids that we ordered. Flipper's see? pizza. Um, but Perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. And the one of the coolest things about this resort that I love is they have so many fun little photo spots where you can take pictures of your kids, like the uh, Dalmatians with that empty TV where your kids can stand behind the TV. That's so cute. They've got the Toy Story area. 
really good photo spots there. It's out of all of the all-star resorts, this is the best one, in my opinion. Oh, I, I agree. It is the best one. I think it's just, you know, do you like the new theming or not? I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I actually like it. I, I agree with you. I, I, the bedspreads were the worst to me. The bedspreads were terrible in the yeah. old one. They were like that slippery, shiny acrylic. It was, was kind of gross. Not cozy. Just, yeah, it wasn't cozy. Now they have those big fat quilts and even when it's hot out just there's something about burrowing underneath them I love those I I couldn't stand those bedspreads I would always like take them off the bed which could you know be cold so yeah they weren't great but now their beds are great yeah their beds are good okay all right well Tony I'm sorry okay what's up next this is a good one Adam what do you have yeah so Disney has uh, finally released images of what the new rooms at the Polynesian Village Resort are going to look like. Uh, we were told that they had touches of Moana, and um, I think they definitely got touches of Moana in these. They they have uh, lightened up the wall color. They have removed the carpeting and put in like a bamboo uh, chevron-type uh, flooring. They've got a... A themed wall, which has uh, some Moana-type um, floral arrangements and uh, Maui in there. And um, they have added, one of the things I like, they added a ceiling lamp or light, which the old rooms did not have an overhead light. And uh, the bathrooms have been redone, which, based on the one picture that they released, look really nice. Uh, they've added a hook for your towel, which they didn't have before. And I've talked about that. Uh, overall, I think the room, they're definitely a lot more modern, sophisticated. There is less pea green and brown, and there's more blue and orange and a lot of white. Cause they're, they're going with the, uh, the white uh, bedspreads and pillowcases and such and the, and the walls and even the ceiling. And then they got a they got a couch that appears to fold out, so you have like a single bed. So these are going to be able to sleep five people mm. pretty comfortably because these rooms, these Polynesian rooms, are huge. If you ever stayed in them, they are big rooms. You can do cartwheels in them if you really wanted to. Um, and they just look a lot brighter because they've that, that ceiling. I mean, they've painted it all white except one accent wall, it seems. And so there's so much white surfaces. It's going to make it look bigger and cleaner and brighter in there. And it really doesn't lose anything. It still feels Polynesian to me, but way better than the old rooms. Yeah. What do we think about that wallpaper? I don't mind it. I don't hate it. I feel like it's it goes with the theme. You know, it's an accent wall. So, I mean, they're just, you know, trying to bring in the theme R- like reminds that. Reminds me of the tattoos on Maui's chest or whatever you want to call it in the movie. <laughs> that well, see, that is, yeah. that is my favorite part of the of the room. And as much as I thought that the rooms over at the um, All-Star Movies Resort were plain in their new style, I think that the, this accent wall in the Polynesian is phenomenal. Mm. And uh, you normally I – don't, I don't think you would associate this with the Polynesian because when you think of people going to the Poly, which is a deluxe resort, you think that people want toned down, that they want more of a high end. And all of a sudden they're putting this wall in that – is themed uh, like Maui's Polynesian tattoo style. You know, it, it's in that uh, 
that same artistic style. It's there's a stylized version of Maui's hook there. There's Maui, there's Moana. And then that that wall eventually transitions into the coffee service area that has a little painting of Hey, Hey, uh, the chicken. And, you know, I, I think that that's that's vibrant. It's a nice pop um, and it, it really sets a tone. Uh, and, and it is, it is my favorite aspect of this room, you know, the, the rest of it. Yeah. There's a couple of flowers on the pillows on the bed. Um, you do get two full size beds, the flooring, but I think for me, it's this wall that really draws me into the room. I, I kind of don't like that corner coffee, the, the corner and the, uh, the Coronado has that and contemporary is going to have that. It's like a new thing they're doing where they, where they have that corner shelf unit. I, I don't personally don't like it i like the separate closets if you will a closet um, yeah they used to have them like separated now it looks like they're together i'm nitpicking as i usually do what i like (laughs) is they added the they added foot i i'm not i don't know if i have the right term on this the foot benches at the end of the at the end of the bed oh yeah like the dressing uh for you to like sit on to like put your shoes on whatever yeah the old rooms did not i'm looking at my pictures the old rooms did not have those those are those are really nice it's a really nice thing to have. I, you know, when you're spending five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars a night, these rooms they should look a little up to date every so often, and I think these do. I, I think they're great. I, I really like what they did. I think it looks fresh, and I like like the walls like that with the accent wall. It makes it look clean and light, bright. Makes it look bigger. It's great. I love it. I'll never probably be able they, to stay there, but you know. Dave, I think you will. They added, uh, they added towel, uh, hook, like I said, hooks in the bathroom. A lot of them, which is nice. I'm the, gonna the see bath. these hooks. What hooks? They've, uh, if you look at a picture of the bathroom, they've got two hooks next to the, and it's a pocket door, mm-hmm. which from what I've, I love pocket doors, but I hear we don't like pocket doors. You guys can comment on that. I love but a pocket a nice, door. They have a. The shower has the a glass. Doors. Shower has a glass door. I love glass doors. I hate the the curtains because those things never get clean. Yeah, much easier. Yeah, right that yeah that's so disgusting. Do you ever just take a shower in a, one of the rooms with a curtain and like it just kind of like brushes your against body. your leg and you're oh. like no no it's like it's like and really it's not the worst thing especially if you're in a theme park that's going to touch your leg that day but it just feels like it yes i totally agree with that i like a clean bathroom yeah me too chris why don't we like pocket doors for children i i've never oh heard gosh this. okay so they never close properly all the way and inevitably a kid will open them so you're just trying to, you know, and in every, that's what happened with Bay Lake Tower. Like people were like, oh my gosh, you know, my kid came and, you know, they opened the door. Now they did put those little things in there that kind of kick out and they keep you from opening, but they still don't close all the way. Like we stayed in a two bedroom at Bay Lake Tower a couple of weeks ago. And I do have to say the door didn't shut properly. So I like a oh. lot. And it's, it's also like you, you don't have that. I don't know, like. You're not shutting away the whole world when you go into the bathroom and locking the door and just sitting in there and crying or whatever you're doing. <laughs> eating. No. Yeah, eating your desserts. Eating, eating, eating. your zebra domes, right, Adam? Come on. That's an animal kingdom. Hear you. Wrong. People can hear you doing that. Are you crying because you're questioning your life's choices? Uh, Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. If you're staying in the so Polynesian, staying in the Polynesian, your life's get pretty good. 
Yeah, that's true. And I'm not really a big fan of that resort, but I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to have to say I don't like the wall, the accent wall. It's a little much. So I have to see it in person. You might feel differently when you're in the room. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, you know, once I see it in person, you know, there are very few places like the resorts to me that really look great in pictures are like um, things that are kind of more my taste, like Saratoga or Grand Floridian. This, the refurb at Saratoga is beautiful. Mm, yeah, that's, that's nice. nice. Um, anyway, Adam, you have another story. Let's just go ahead and do your story about Give Kids the World, if you don't mind. Yeah, so uh, 30, this is the 35th anniversary of Give Kids the World Village. And it's, if you're not familiar, it's a charitable organization that houses kids and their families uh, of, of kids with um, life-threatening uh, illnesses, I guess is the probably the correct term for that. And uh, they house them for free, and then they usually will bring them to, depending upon their abilities, to the theme parks, to Disney and Universal. And it's usually all covered by donations from, you know, folks like me and you. And uh, and Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, all those big companies also donate money to the organization. And uh, so they recently opened up a new uh, ice cream shop. And the, the, the best thing about this is that it's, it was designed by both Disney Imagineering and Universal Creative, which is... Universal's version of Imagineering. And I'm a little surprised they were able to find what was left of Universal Creative, considering we heard that they let like what ninety percent of them go. Whoa! So I'm hoping I'm hoping they bring back people. Well, <laughs> they they should be because they have restarted Epic Universe yeah. construction, and that might they might be changing some things with that. But um, but the the great thing that about this is Disney and Universal collaborating on a design which is really cool it's called a uh, starlight scoops it's got like a uh, sci-fi type theme to it and uh and disney const- the disney uh, construction company built it all free of charge for the uh give kids a world village it's really great and i think that's just a you know feel good story for uh for the spring season i guess this is not open to the public so don't think you're going to be able to get some star-fied ice cream but uh, for the people that need it and deserve it it's a nice spot for them it is it's fantastic and most disney fans know all about give kids the world they do a great job they have a whole setup there and of course they do that big christmas uh light show at in december they they did that last year it looked pretty spectacular so good for them and good for universal and uh Disney Imagineers. It's like when your parents come back together after they've been divorced and they get along for a little while. And they yeah, take you out for ice cream. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're able to collaborate on something. But then they'll argue again and then it's over. They'll argue again. It's not even that they're gonna argue. They know they're not getting back together, but one parent is really angry because the other parent's doing better. Oh yeah. Maybe they've got a new partner who's better looking, and you know the other one's just looking up the road, going, "Oh, I hate you so much." But then the other one's like, "You know, I've got a lot of stuff going on right now. I have a lot going There's on. There's a lot I'm so of projects. Busy. I'm too have busy for this." Have you seen the train? Have you been on the Hogwarts <laughs> Express? I mean, uh, I'm doing great. I got a new job. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's but in the end. Liza, you get two Christmases. So you get two Christmases. You do out. get two Christmases. You get very different Christmases too, don't you? That's true. Ooh, yeah. That is mm-hmm. that's great. 
No, I, I would just like to mention that uh, it's, a, it's a great organization. Uh, Cheryl and I have donated to them on, a, on multiple occasions, and they are a nonprofit. And they, they do not charge uh, any of their, their visitors uh, for their stay. That's so awesome. It, it's a great organization. Yeah, it's a great charity. Speaking of feel-good stories, let's talk about Touch of Disney. Now, last week on the 4th. see what you did there. I know, right? Feel-good stories, Touch of Disney. Okay, so we've talked before about Disneyland's Touch of Disney, which is a food festival that's going on at California Adventure starting on March 18th. And it was supposed to end on April 5th but they extended it two more weeks. So I guess through April 19th, because it was so popular. I kind of got in on it accidentally by getting on my computer, going away, do, going about my day, and then coming back and realizing it was almost time for me to get on. So long story short, my client's going, and Liza and I are going to Disneyland Yay! on the 2nd of April. So we'll be trying all the food. I've been reading all the menus. Liza, have you checked out the menus yet? I've checked a few. What are you going to get? I There's a lot of stuff. It's going to be too much that I don't. Winners. I will definitely have to. We have to take a picture in front of my award Absolutely. wieners. But yeah, there's a lot. I want to go to Lamplight Lounge. I want to go. Lobster nachos. I've never eaten a Carthay Circle. Okay. So um, what I can't. And I think I can't get a story on like, you know, because we'll go in the day before. I was like, do you think we can get a reservation somewhere? We're going to have to research that. But I think the the food festival is pretty straightforward. Um, and I'm super excited because the first place I'm going is Smoke Jumpers because they will be <laughs> having a half sandwich at um, from uh, Blue Bayou, the uh, Monte Cristo, which is sort of like so disgusting, and yet I have to have it. And frankly, a half one of those is like more than you need for an entire year. It's like you will eat that sandwich and you won't need another one until next March. It can be so. greasy. It can be a lot. It's heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. You like it. you can do uh, book table uh, reservations for Lamplight and Carthay starting okay. on the 11th of March. Okay. Just All right. FYI. Thank you, because I couldn't figure that out. You know, everything is kind of like inconsistent when we're reading it. Yeah. So I looked because I'm like, oh, well, maybe we could go to Carthay. Now, is it indoor or is it still outdoor? All outdoors. There's no indoor okay. dining. But it's going to be a great here. month to be there. Yeah, I just checked out the weather. I mean, the high was the high is supposed to be like in the low 70s. But then, the, you know how cold it gets out there at night. It does so. get chilly at night. We won't be wearing anything fabulous. We'll be dressed warm. We will so. bring our coats. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm excited. And then there's like a rumor. Is it a rumor or is it confirmed they're going to be able to open April 1st? Big news came out of uh, California last week. And that is that the uh, blueprint for a safer economy that was put out uh, as part of Governor Newsom's plan to reopen safely uh, has been modified. Uh, it is what they are calling the blueprint refresh. And as part of that, they have changed the tier in which um, large theme parks can open. So the the date of April 1st was thrown out there as the date that these theme parks can reopen. However, there are some caveats. Um, the county in which the park or parks reside must reach the red uh, tier, which is tier two, um, and it has to have been there for uh, two testing periods, which is, I think, 14 days. So we're coming up on that period where 
Uh, I believe they test on Monday or Tuesday. They get the results. Um, we are coming up on that period where they're going to be able to determine at what point in the future the parks are going to be able to open. Does that mean they are opening on April 1st? No. Does that mean they will be able to open as per the state's directive on April 1st? Yes. But there is a lot that has to come into play, and mainly it is that the uh, number of infections has to be within that red tier, and they must maintain that red tier uh, in order to open and remain open. You know, you don't want a situation like Hong Kong. Uh, Hong Kong has reopened and closed uh, on three occasions already. Mm. Um, and they've been some pretty substantial closures of multiple months. Dang. So, you know, you, you don't want that to happen. Um, but they are trending downward. Uh, it is believed that this coming week, uh, we will see some of these counties move into uh, the tier two level. Right now, uh, they're all in purple, which is tier one, um, and Orange County, which is where Disneyland and Knott's Berry Farm are, uh, is the one that we're concerned about if we're talking Disney. Uh, Los Angeles County is the home to Universal Studios, uh, Hollywood, and I find it cr funny, Chris, as a side note, uh, Universal announced that they were doing a Taste of Universal, uh, and they were going to follow Disney's lead and do a uh, food and shopping experience in the... Uh, upper lot of Universal Hollywood Studios. So they're they're taking a page from Disney's book to do that. Nice. Yes. Um, so, you know, that's that's the guideline to reopening. Now, once they do reopen, they also have uh, some additional parameters. Uh, and that is that they will be at a 15% capacity while they're in the red tier. Um, as they move through the tiers, they will go up to a 25% capacity in the orange tier. And then a yellow tier would be at 35% uh, capacity. Uh, so the crowds are going to be small. And when they're in the red tier, initially the park will only be open to California residents, which I know it's tough for a Disney fan to understand that, uh, you know, that you're not going to be able to go from, you know, Texas to California. Um, but they are only going to open uh, to California residents to... Mm. Well, I mean, it makes sense. You know, yeah, they're locals. Mm. You don't want somebody from another state that might have a different infection rate to come in and you run the risk of bringing so that infection I, back and spiking. I've got a question then, Tony. So doesn't that tell you that they're probably going to reopen it after this food thing's over? That's a good point. At, at least California Adventure. You know, there's nothing that says they have to open both parks at the same time. You know, maybe Disneyland opens first and okay. California Adventure. You know, they did say when they put out the tickets that, you know, those dates could be subject to change and that, you know, there is no guarantee that those dates would happen. You mean so, the, the touch of Disney tickets? Yeah. I mean, that's right. like really like in bold lettering on the ticket I have. It said, you know, it could change. The, other, know, the other concern, I think as soon as they because they put this out and then like what it was it five hours later um you know or maybe it was the next day that the disneyland announcement happened and so you know people were kind of concerned they're like oh i just bought these tickets am i going to be able to go because i'm not a not a california resident or whatever um i i don't think it's feasible for them to open anyway for an, at least another six weeks or so. Well, they got to get employees and they got to train them again. Yeah. And they've got all well, the protocol. You know, 
It's it, it's very funny because for the longest time, I mean, Disneyland was all set to open, what, July 1st of last year uh, mm-hmm. or, or, or by mid-July at the latest. And and then Governor Newsom kept kept on tiptoeing around the, well, the park reopening guidelines are coming, they're coming, they're coming, and they never came. And then they put out their, you know, their guidelines, and it seemed like that this tier, you know, the tier three that they were hoping to get to was almost unattainable uh, for large-scale yeah. theme parks. Then they came back with this modified version and it puts, you know, the parks at 15 percent capacity. Now, when Shanghai opened and Florida opened, I believe they opened somewhere between 20 to 25 percent capacity. And Bob Chapek said that they would not reopen the parks unless it was profitable. Even if it was a very small profit, they would open the parks. So it makes me wonder if. You know, is is Governor Newsom kind of giving giving it to Disney by saying you can only open it at 15 percent? You know, maybe that profitability point for Disney is 18 percent. So it it makes me wonder what they're going to do. Are tickets going to be normal price? Are we going to see an increase in the price of tickets so that there's a a guaranteed, you know, at 15 percent, they have a certain number of dollars that they have to bring in to be profitable on a daily basis? So, you know, will will the pricing change? Will they have to do something special for the parks? Um, you know, will will they take something like Open California Adventure and then turn this uh, Taste of Disney into an after hours event, kind of like Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, where, you know, the parks open during the day and then maybe they modify it so that from like seven to 11, it's the Taste of Disney and there's no rides, but there's the shopping and the food, but everybody's only going because the parks aren't open right now. And once you open the parks is the desire to go in for the taste, the, the, the touch of Disney experience going to disappear. Um, you know, so you, you, you just wonder like how, how attainable is an opening at 15%. You know, I, I think what the governor wants is if Ken Potrock, who is the president of Disneyland came back and said, you know, I know the government said that the governor Newsom said we could open on April 1st, but we are going to open on May 15th. Well, then everybody's going to say, you know, Disney, why aren't you reopening? And the governor kind of washes his hands of everything and says, oh, I said you could open on April 1st. If you don't want to open on April 1st, don't blame me, your governor, who you're trying to recall now. You know, you're putting all these petitions out to get me uh, voted out of office. Um, that's if, if you don't open on on on, uh, on the 1st of April, that's that's Disney. You know, don't don't come running to me and complaining. So it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, when Disney and Universal and these other parks actually end up opening. Yeah, um, I, I think they're going to wait until after the touch of Disney's done. I don't think 15 percent. I don't think 15 percent is a number that's going to unless, like you said, they raise the price of admission tremendously, like or a significant amount, because, well, that's I mean, a low think- number. I think what they could do, and I think Tony kind of touched on this, is, you know, because Touch Touch of Disney is five days a week from noon to eight o'clock, you've pretty much taken over California Adventure, right? But they could open up Disneyland Park, I think, fairly, you know, more, I think, economically, you know, if they wanted to. I don't know. I, I think that makes a lot more sense. I mean, obviously, they can't do anything with California Adventure at this part unless they want to take away those tickets and refund that money. So I, and I don't think they would have sold those tickets if they knew this could, was a possibility. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I, I 
also think it's interesting, you know, for people who live out of state, and that's all of us, um, you know, how long they will keep the out-of-state requirement for. Is it going to be, you know, through the summer? I really hope not. I mean, without pass holders, can they get people into that park? Because that's a pass holder park, you know. Um, so I, I, there's a lot of unknowns. But Yeah, we don't know. We don't know how much they're going to charge per ticket if it is that. Yeah. You know, like like Tony said, if, if it's a 50% opening, they got to make a certain amount per person. Um, I, I'm just going to go on record and say this. I don't think they're going to charge some outrageous amount of money for people to get into the park for a decreased experience. I think that the fact that we, so usually in, by February, we have an increase every year in tickets. Didn't happen this year. I think Disney's smart enough to know that there's a certain amount of goodwill that they will lose if they start price gouging. And and an obvious price gouging, not just, you know, a thing here, a little something there, you know, things that we notice because we go all the time, but maybe people who don't go all the time don't notice. Um, I don't think they're going to do that. They're a very smart company and they like they like I, good word of mouth. But is it is it really price gouging if it's just the law of, uh, you know, it, it's demand, you, you know, it's it's if if you if you charge. $150 a ticket and it used to be 100 before pre-covid, you know. Um if you charge $150 a ticket, is that price gouging if people are willing to pay it and they go? And you know they will go because you know how Disney fans are. Now the th the people I feel bad for are these people who had annual passes and I don't know, let's just say an annual pass was $1000. You know, now in the course of 8 visits, you've just paid for eight visits, what you could have visited the park all year for as an annual yeah. pass holder. You know, those are the people I feel bad for. And Disneyland is such a local park, even though it has an international draw. You know, that park, their bread and butter is the Southern Californian. You know, because there there are houses two blocks from that park, you know, and those are the people that go to that park all yeah. the time. and And those are the folks I feel sorry for. Well, and I also think they'll have a pass holder program will come back. It might not look exactly like it does now, but that might be necessary to run the parks better, you know. Um, but I I don't I, I just think that Disney overall is a pretty fair company. I don't Disney has never done anything so far that made me kind of disgusted with how they're running their company. And I don't I don't think that's gonna change. Um but maybe I'm just an optimist. I don't know for once. So it is. Uh, it is strange how the in theory you guys could be there in April for this Taste of Disney and get in, but you could not go into Disneyland because you're not California residents. Yeah, I, it's that's interesting. And also, I was talking to my friend who rented the DVC points to me. Um, for July, and she's like, are you worried? You know, basically, she was like, are you worried? Whatever, you know, what are you thinking about this? And I'm like, well, you'd think, you know, come July, even if they still have that prohibition on non-California residents, which I really don't think they will, um, but if they do, you would think they would have, like, a, some leeway with DVC, because DVC technically owns there, right? So I don't know, but... um. I've yeah. I've heard that I've seen people talk about that too. And it, oh, have they really? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you just because you own property doesn't make you a resident of the state. Right. And, yeah. And um and that's not a and that's not a Disney rule. That's a state rule in terms right. of 
you know, California residents only. So, um, and that, that could just be the spring maybe, you know, I don't yeah, see I, it going on, especially summertime. It at, might be changing because summer they're California need their tours the state too. Just like, yeah, just like Florida. Just like Florida. They're going to want, yeah. they're going to want tourism to, it, it, as long as their numbers are low, which, you know, Lord willing is that way towards the summertime. They're going to want people to come in for uh, visits too. And I mean, they get a lot of people from, uh, Nevada, Idaho, Montana, Arizona, New Mexico that come in and and uh, vacation there. So it's we, we might not realize it because we're here, but over there it's yeah like that. So here here's here's an interesting fact. Um, Disneyland, which we all know is smaller than Walt Disney World, uh, it's a, a hundred acres. Um, their capacity is, is, and this is not official from Disney, but this is from Disneyland insiders, uh, say that the park's capacity is about 80,000 people, uh, max capacity. So under the new regulations that would allow about 12,000 visitors per day in, in the red tier, which is not a lot at all. Um, and it's a lot better than Tokyo right now. Both Tokyo parks are at 5,000 visitors per day. Uh, so 12,000 is, you know. A little more than but double what they're doing the, in Tokyo. The Tokyo rules are a little different because Disney doesn't own those parks. Um, Oriental Land, Land Company does, and uh, they have their own financial obligations that they have to deal with. And and even the Shanghai, the Shanghai thing is different because that's partially controlled by the government of China. The Hong Kong thing is different because that's partially controlled by the government of Hong Kong, which I guess now is a part of China too. Um, there's like you know every Disney Resort has their own rules based on where they are, which is, which can get even more confusing. And, and it's just, it, it's interesting how Florida, you know, well, doesn't really mind. They'll let anybody come in and California is going to do it the opposite approach. And, um, I guess it, we don't know. Nobody really knows the, the actual answer when they're going to open. And, um, but it's, it's encouraging that they at least were willing to change, change the rules a little bit so that they had a, a chance to be able to open. Yeah, I agree. It, it is the light at the end of the COVID tunnel. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing, like uh, uh, regarding capacity, remember how when Galaxy's Edge opened out there, they had all these limitations on pass holders and this, that, and the other, and who could come in and um, nobody showed up. It's kind of like, I wonder if they're going to be looking at this low capacity as being, you know, obviously it was doable. They made it work like for three or four months out there. I do think with even with the lower capacity that they had for Galaxy's Edge, they were still able to, you know, make it work, make a profit. So hopefully they can, you know, figure something out with 15% or whatever they end up doing. Man, it's going to be so awful if they open Disneyland and we're over there and we can't get in. Uh, yeah, I have to agree. It, have it's going to gonna be like a punch to the gut. It's going to be like, oh, no. Yeah. Just I, one ride. Know, I just, I don't know how much of we're going to be able to see, but I am hoping we'll get to see a little of Cars Land. And of course, maybe we can peek, peek over the fence and see um, Avengers Campus, which I'll have to explain to you because you have not watched those movies. Yet. That's, I don't, I mean, I saw like a couple Maybe we could watch them on the plane going out. I saw Iron Man. Oh, which one? The first one. <laughs> Is there a bunch of them? Uh, there's a few. Oh. 
I saw one of them. And a Spider-Man. And I saw the Hulk. Yeah. Is that the same? Yeah. Is that the Avengers? the same thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, no, it's going to be fun. It's fantastic. And I'm going to get a Monte Cristo. And you're going to get your picture in front of award wieners. And that's all we really need. Yeah. Right? If they have a fried green tomato sandwich, I'm going to get that too. I got a look. I don't think so. I didn't see it, but maybe so. Mm. All right. Okay. Now that we've made ourselves hungry so late at night. Uh, Tony, do you want to close out the show? Sure thing. Thanks, Chris. I'd like to remind you that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris's team plan your family's next magical vacation. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. And on behalf of Chris, Liza, and Adam, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night.